0: Welcome to the D-SHIFT Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hi, and welcome to the D-SHIFT Podcast. Today, I am really happy to introduce Cindy Burns, uh, life coach for widows. And Cindy's gonna talk to us about a more um, emotional topic, I think for a lot of people, and that is the death of a spouse. We're also gonna talk about how do you respond when you maybe find out an ex-partner or an ex-spouse has passed away? So our focus is going to be not on not so much in dwelling on the negative stuff, but on looking at how can we start rebuilding, moving forward through the grief rather than getting bogged down in it. So, Cindy, this is a really important topic. Can you talk to us a little bit about what got you into this, Where, why this is your area of passion and expertise?
1: Well, I am a widow and... I had what they call I didn't know it then but what, what's called now is delayed grief. I mean I grieved in the beginning for about two months or so and then it got interrupted because my my husband and I had six children, all boys. Wow. They were they, they were all adults now and various, you know, living all over the country and various ones needed some help, in-person help, usually for health reasons, and um, and so I, you know, gave up everything. I had a job where I could work from anywhere, and so I, you know, packed up and was there for them, and then after a while, that stopped. You know, they all got healthy and got their lives together, and I didn't know what to do or who I was in. I, I'm i the type of person that needs a purpose. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, like out building houses for habitat and humanity, but I need a reason to get out of bed every morning. And I didn't have it anymore. So I went, look, I just, you know, how you go down a rabbit hole when you're Googling something. And I ended up on a site where they taught life coaching. That sounds interesting. And I, the first course I saw was life purpose. And that spoke to me. So I took the course, I got certified in, in doing so I discovered that my life purpose was to help widows. And, and that, um, it, it also helped me, you know, figure out my life purpose. Plus, I learned things from that to assist me in helping others.
0: Yeah. And and first of all, um, I'm sorry for your loss. We were talking before the show. You and I are both widows. Um, my husband passed away in 2017, and I was his caregiver for many, many years. And it was really strange for me because when when he passed away, my days had been being his caregiver. And I mean, I was working from home, but also being the caregiver. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like, I had all this time on my hands and I could like go to the grocery store and not have to worry about how do I structure this so that, you know, he's not going to need me while I'm gone and, you know, these kind of things. And I get that. And so I think that's really amazing how sometimes what you're looking for just appears in front of you on the internet or, you know, I and, flyer at the grocery store or something you see. So
1: I call it synchronicity.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so um so once you discovered that you that what what was it that made you discover that you had that you didn't feel like you had a purpose? Like what was that experience like for you?
1: Well I had no reason. I I, I had retired by then because you can retire early when your husband passes away. And You know, social security will kick in. So I didn't have any reason to get up, to get out of bed. And I found myself staying in bed till two o'clock in the afternoon. Or when I did finally get up, I just went, moved from my bed to my recliner and watched TV all day. Sometimes I'd come and play on my computer, but yeah, it just, it just, my days felt empty. And I knew. Okay, I tried other things. (laughs) Okay. I tried, I took art classes only to find out that I can't draw a stick figure, which (laughs) I already knew. But that reinforced it. Um, I joined some direct sales companies, which (laughs) I don't wear makeup. The first company I joined was a makeup company. (laughs) I don't know what made me think I'd be successful at that. And so, you know, I've tried several others and I didn't get very far. Didn't get many sales. I usually bought more than I sold. Sure. And um, I, uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. But I, I think
0: what you're saying is exactly right, because I heard a quote somewhere and I do not know who to attribute this to. So I'm sorry. But it's something along the lines of you don't get better by doing, you get better by being. And so I think what happens is people and I wish I, I'm going to have to look that up and find out who said that and put that in the show notes, because that is a powerful quote, I think. And here's what people tell you when you're going through grief. Oh, just get back out there. Just, you know, um. You're right. Take an art class, take a photography class, learn a new language, travel. Well, if you don't even feel like you if you don't see a purpose in being, if you don't feel that sense of look at the beauty and the wonder around me, who cares if you go to India or who cares if you go to England or who cares if you go to, you know, Nashville, Tennessee or Branson, Missouri? Who cares? Because you don't enjoy where you are. You're not whole. You're not able to be healthy and moving forward with your life. So getting, becoming a coach, taking that training helped you. So how do you use those skills to help other women? And I'm going to, before we do that, I want to ask you, because you have a a unique take on this, I think, what is your definition of a widow?
1: My definition of a widow is any woman who has lost a loved one, a partner. Um, It can be, you know, a husband. It can be, uh, you know a spouse of a different gender the same gender divorced women definitely can feel like a widow um especially if the divorce was recent yeah that and can if be if it was real, a bad divorce yeah yeah or or actually i think it might even be worse well okay guilt is plays a big part right in if it's a bad divorce but if it was you know kind of a where they where they still got along, they just knew they couldn't stay married, sure that's I think a hard one as well, so you know because you still love them, you just yeah. can't live with them, yeah, so that's and I also um include engaged couples long term boyfriends you know yeah. or significant yeah. others, and you know I don't I don't uh, judge, I guess, on marital status, sexual orientation. You know, if you've lost a close partner Mm -hmm. in your life, then you are vulnerable.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really important definition because legally, widow is one thing, but Reality widow is an, is another thing. And we yes. were speaking before this, where I found out a guy I had dated like 40 years ago. Maybe, yeah, probably about 40 years ago. I found out on the internet that he had passed away now several, several years ago. But still, even though I hadn't seen him for 40 years, I still felt, wow. You know, it, it wasn't wasn't like overwhelming grief or anything, but it definitely was a sense of grief that I had, you know, that this person I cared about at one point in time. We weren't, we were in a fairly lengthy dating relationship, but it certainly wasn't ever going to go anywhere. We both knew that, but it still was that sense of loss. So how do you help widows of whatever, whatever that broad definition of widows is? How, how does coaching help you? If you're facing that kind of, I'm going to say numbing grief, where you just don't even know where to turn, or you're so overwhelmed, or you've got kids that you're trying to help through the grieving process. How can, how can coaching help widows manage that sort of thing?
1: Well, depending on their situation, there are, there are coping mechanisms that you can try. Not everything's going to work. It's like throwing spaghetti against the wall, see if it sticks. So not everything's going to work. You know, there, there are a variety of things you can try. Like you mentioned, do, taking a class. or because you never know you know you might enjoy it you might meet new friends being a widow can sometimes be very lonely because after the first couple weeks people just kind of disappear
0: yes yes thank you for saying that so here's what happens for those of you that haven't been through it (laughs) all of
1: a sudden you're
0: inundated with messages and cards and flowers and castles
1: all of a sudden yeah. It seems to stop.
0: And then it's just like people go, okay, well, you know, it's over. And then, and then like, or, or there's people in the community that don't know and you run into them in the grocery store, you know, four or five months after the, after the the passing and they say, Oh, how's so-and-so doing? And you have to go, well, not well right now, actually. Because,
1: <laughs> I um, do try to keep a sense of humor. About I do
0: it. too. I mean, you know, cause it's embarrassing for them and it's embarrassing for me Um I still occasionally my and my husband passed in 2017. I still occasionally have people run into me and say, "How is Eddie doing?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, let me tell you." You know, I have to say, I actually haven't heard. <laughs> you know, yeah. how, how do you approach that? So, so I like the idea of of doing things. What what internally do you think that um, people who have faced a loss like this need to focus on?
1: They need to focus on the fact that it's not going to last this bad forever. That. I tell everybody to go ahead and feel your feelings, name it. Is it guilt? Is it loneliness? Is it fear or, you know, a myriad of emotions? If you can name it, feel it, but give yourself like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be angry mm-hmm. for the next half hour. <laughs> and, and then when the half you know, set an alarm, if you need to, when the half hour ends, take a few deep breaths and then get on with the rest of the day. If it's brand new, that may not help. Yeah. But if it's been a couple of weeks or even a couple of months, it usually does help feel your feelings is the biggest thing. So many of us, and I'm one of them, we won't cry in front of other people. And so that, that really limits me. And, uh, Because I have two sons, adult sons, that live with me. So I definitely didn't want to cry in front of them because then they would be upset that I was upset and I'd be upset that I upset them and, you know, the whole snowball rolling down the hill. So, you know, you just, you have to give yourself permission. And even if it's in front of others, even if it's in the middle of the grocery store, it's okay. You know, people will either ask you if everything's okay and be very kind or they'll give you as a side eye and walk away. <laughs> so you're not, you know, you're not embarrassing yourself. People cry. Yeah. You know, it's, it's what happens. So yeah, go ahead and, and express your emotions.
0: And I think the other thing, one thing that I, and, and I'm, I, by no means am an, an expert in this as you are, but one of the things that I found that used to happen you know, for me, and I, I know I've talked to other women who have experienced the loss of a partner, where sometimes the weirdest things, like even months after, will trigger you. Like, oh, yeah. like you're walking in the grocery store and you see, you know, your, your partner's favorite food on the shelf, like something that they lo- that they really enjoyed or something that, you know, if you were going to make a special dinner for for the two of you, that's what you always cooked because it was both of your favorites. You see that and all of a sudden you just feel like, Literally, that a wash of grief come over you, where it's just almost like you. I I would almost feel like like my, my like the energy just left my body. So I think yeah. just even being aware that those kind of things can happen months, years afterwards, years. little things will will trigger that renewed sense of loss.
1: It's been eleven years for me, and about six months ago, I was at the doctor's office. And just for a checkup, sitting in the waiting room, and they seemed to be rep- playing on repeat. Michael Bolton's "How Can I Live Without You," and I just thought, it's been ten and a half years. Yeah. Why is this song bothering me so much? Yeah, and you know, because he he wouldn't have liked it. It wasn't his kind of song, <laughs> but you know, it was kind of a you know song about loss and. It just hit me.
0: Right. And it just made that connection for some reason.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And then sometimes you find yourself crying and it has nothing to do with your husband, but it kind of does. I watched the the Disney movie, uh, Moana. Okay. No, not Moana. Encanto. It's it's a newer one. Okay. And I watched it on Disney Plus and thank goodness I was the only one around. I sobbed for it, that entire movie from beginning to end. <laughs> and because I felt for the little girl in the in the movie. But that's what I told myself. Yeah. But I hadn't cried in a while. So this was my release.
0: Well, and now I, I think I read somewhere. So I again, I could be off base on this. But isn't there some kind of a chemical release in tears that actually lowers the... The, the brain chemical stuff that causes you to feel sad?
1: Yes, it actually can, it can cause you to feel better. That's why we feel better after we cry. Right. Most of us. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there, there is a release. It's not just a release of the emotion. It's not just kind of a relief in releasing that. But the brain does send chemicals to, to the body. To yeah. or to itself right? And say, okay, she cried. Now she can be happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the other thing, and I, one thing that you pointed out that I just really want to kind of highlight is that in your story, you talked about you didn't really have a chance to grieve because you had to deal with a whole bunch of other things. And I think mm-hmm. if you are, have just recently gone through a divorce, if you have children, or even if it's been years after your divorce and you have kids, Um, you may be more focused on helping them manage their grief and you don't allow yourself that opportunity. So I like I had never heard that term delayed grief. So that's really I can I can see how that would play out in a lot of people's lives.
1: Oh, yeah. And I usually tell um, widows with children, I can't speak to the children themselves because I don't have any child degrees or anything like that except for raising my own but i can tell her how to handle her grief and face in the face of her children yeah and that's you know make sure she takes time for herself make sure she you know does you know a few things of self-care every day and depending on her children whether she feels that they can handle her crying in front of them or not and that's that's only something that she can determine,
0: right? But I think it is healthy to talk about. It's okay to be sad because oh, yeah. I um, I was a grade one and two teacher for gosh a lot of years, and you know I had several cases in my in my class where parents passed away for my children, uh, for the kids of not my kids, but the kids, right? Of, and I called them my the children, of course. And um, you know, if kids don't don't See that crying is okay if they think that they're not supposed to talk about the, the deceased parent, if they're afraid to talk about that because that they feel that that's upsetting the surviving parent, um, they need to have some outlet to talk about that too. And I know we don't want to get into the kids' stuff, but but I think it is it is it is important for, for adults to model that it's okay to be sad, that it's yes. okay to miss somebody, and it's okay to um feel sorrow, but. We got a whole life ahead of us, so it's okay to be sorrow, but we also sorry, we also need to look towards the future as well because we've got we've got our lives to live. And I think that's what widows kind of need to focus on too, right? That um, oh yeah.
1: But their life isn't open. Yeah. It doesn't have to be
0: open. Yeah. So this is this has been some this is a heavy subject
1: for it sure. Really. Is.
0: But it, it is important to talk about, it. and I think it's really important for women to understand there are specific coaches out there, um, like Cindy Burns, who, who do work with widows to help them get through this very difficult process. So, um, Cindy, if there's one thing that you would like people to remember from our conversation, kind of like a takeaway, uh, or top of the mind idea, what do you think it is that, that anybody who's listened to this, who may have had a recent or a long ago death of a spouse or partner, um, what information do you want them to remember from this?
1: There's no expiration on grief. Expiration date on grief, and feel your feelings.
0: Thank you. Allow
1: yourself to feel.
0: Thank you. So feel your feelings, and there's no expiration on grief. I, I think that's a. Those are two critical thoughts. Cindy, if people want to reach out and get a hold of you, what is the? Do you have a website, or what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, I do have the um, free offering of a checklist, and that can be found at www.cindyjburns.com slash checklist.
0: Perfect. And all that information is going to be in the show notes for people as well. And I'm going to encourage you, if you are dealing with this difficult situation, reach out to Cindy, um, talk with her and find out how you can help yourself and your kids if you have them, even if they're adult kids, they need help too, um, to be able to move forward. Cindy, thank you so much for our conversation and for your for your time and valuable information.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening and supporting the D-Shift podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D-Shift crew. For more details and to sign up, Head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.